0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. In a moment, we're going to find out why councillors in Mayo have decided not to engage with the Department of Integration for the time being uh, and protests continuing in Ross Grey. And because it continues to be such a big story, there's no shortage of debate and discussion across the airwaves and on social media. And the most fascinating thing I just wanted to mention briefly, because I, I really engaged with this this morning uh, was a report from Henry McKean on the Pat Kenny show Uh, and Henry was speaking to those protesting and he got a real sense from that report of the the kind of discussions that are being had on the front lines and one man in particular stood out uh, for me. He started talking about um, neglect in Ross Grey, about a lack of attention to the town, about a local industry as closed or moved away, about a lack of services, the type of stuff that I think people are quite right to be annoyed about and feel sore about, particularly when they're proud of their home, as this man quite obviously was. And he was at pains to point out that he and others are not racist, that race has nothing to do with this. Uh, But then he said something that gave a great insight into one of the problems you have with this issue. He said that there's a lot of Brazilians who live in the town and they don't mind them because they work. His problem, he said, is all these migrants who come over here who don't want to work. We have enough of them, is what he said. Now, I'm, I'm not having a go at that man. I suspect he said it because he believes it's true of a lot of uh, migrants. And he thinks it's true because it's the type of thing that you hear all the time at these protests and on social media and Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere. And the problem is, it's not true. Like, I'm not telling him he's, he's not right to feel the way he feels. He can feel however he wants or he's not right to be upset at at the neglect in his town. But it's just simple fact that 95% of migrants in the labour force are working. And the unemployment rate is almost the exact same for migrants as it is for Irish citizens. So yeah, I mean, there are freeloading migrants. Of course there are in this country, but no more so than there are freeloading Irish people. And it just struck me listening to that report on the Pac show from Henry this morning as just the perfect example of how you can have genuine complaints and have complete misinformation swirling around together. And it's a real feature of this issue and it's a thorny feature of it and a feature that government are just going to have to grapple with. Anyway, 087-1400-106, uh, the number. We're going to stick with this because in Ross Grey, uh, Roderick O'Gorman has been meeting with some local representatives. The minister, for what it's worth, was on Talk Breakfast this morning uh, talking about how the government has been trying their best to accommodate large numbers of people. Listen. It's important to recognise that uh, we are... Uh, facing the need to, to to accommodate large numbers of people. But I've also said, and I've, I've also been clear throughout all of this, that the um, the mechanisms by which uh, my department locate new accommodation are going to have to change. And that's why I'm bringing forward um, policy proposals to Cabinet in the next number of weeks, looking how we can better plan the location of international protection uh, accommodation across the country, how we that was uh, Minister Roderick O'Gorman speaking on News Talk Breakfast this morning. Just a short clip. You can listen back to everything he had to say. It's available as a podcast in the News Talk app. But Jackie Cal is with me now, uh, the Fianna Fáil uh, TD. Uh, Jackie, I understand um, you had a meeting with Roderick O'Gorman today with the Minister. W- what had he to say?
1: Uh, look, myself and Councillor Smith, the Constance Fianna Fáil, Councillor Rosgrave, and the Minister O'Gorman today. First of all, you know, he recognises that, you know, Rosgray has significant challenges, you know, there is, for a, a, a rural town, they have a significant number of Ukrainians and asylum seekers in the town. And he's aware that this town needs extra resources. And we put proposals um, to the minister today about what we would see, you know, would be good for the town of Raspberry. And he has taken them to both the Townish and, and the Taoiseach, and they are discussing them. And I expect Minister Government mm. to be back to me later this evening or in, early in the morning. And I would say, you know, we saw the Taoiseach's comments today going into the camp, going down before the cabinet meeting. I would think we're pushing an open door on this. It's recognised that these towns who have large numbers of foreign nationals in them need. Resources and I think um, that's sort of the point we were forcing home with the
0: minister today. So, so what what were your proposals, Jackie? What what did you ask the well, minister to provide and government to provide?
1: Look, our proposals are there. We had very really concrete proposals there, and you know, I'm going to wait for Minister Gorman to come back on those. As I said, he's in discussions with both the teacher and the uh, tarnished the around them. And I think you know, we we have proposals that would help the commercial life of Roscrea and help to revitalise the town centre. And we have we have those gone today, gone today, the, to the, uh, the, they're gone to the higher echelons of cabinet this evening. So, did did and, they, you know, did they do said,
0: using using a different building maybe for 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 the refugees? I just wonder how the government might kind of revitalise Roscrea. Is it a deal on commercial rates, or what is it?
1: Look, as I said, we had we had a very um, um, positive meeting with the minister. We made concrete proposals, and I said I expect the minister to be back to me later this evening or first thing in the morning. Uh, you know the the fact that you know Ros Gray now is without a hotel. Mm. You know that will have an impact on the commercial life of the town. We made all these points very strongly to the minister today, and he fully accepted that Ros Gray is facing challenges, and the government has to step up to the mark yeah. as regards so resources for the town. Um,
0: the the issue of it being the only hotel in, in the town, and it functioning as a hotel right up until this point. What had the minister to say on that front? he
1: accepts fully that you know a, a rural town like this to lose his hotel is you know is ha, has major consequences it's, it is you know a small bit outside the town but it's still the only place where the, whether you know the the, the locals of Osbray had a function room for confirmation wedding you know first communion etc so you know it is a huge it, it is a huge blow to the town commercially and you know he fully recognises this and as I said you know we put forward proposals today would come to Smith that hopefully the minister and not hopefully the Minister very much took on board what we were saying as I said straight away from the meeting and while we were there he rang both the there and, 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 and the Taoiseach yeah. and I would expect a positive response from the Cabinet on the proposals that we made
0: I, 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 Listen I, I, I probably don't need to repeat myself anybody listening yesterday will know you know, where my sympathies lie when I saw those awful scenes and I, I thought it was reminiscent of Holy Cross, those kids trying to get to school uh, through the loyalist protest. I thought it was awful um, yesterday. Uh, having said that, I think a lot of people maybe have sympathy for some of the complaints and protests in Rossgrave because of the fact that it's the, the the only hotel. It's not like other parts of the country um, necessarily. And I just wonder, Jackie, do you get a sense that maybe one of the lessons for government and all of this is while understandably Roderick O'Gorman and his department are kind of scrambling around and, and accept any offer of accommodation because that's the pressure they're under that maybe they shouldn't be so quick to always say yes. You know, maybe maybe they should look and say you know what in this situation that the, the, the negative outweighs the positive.
1: Well, look, the decision was made as regards, um, rac- uh, you know, the Hotel Racket Hall to take to take it on board for asylum seekers. Uh, you know, as you, I, I accept your point fully, um, you know, this was having a huge impact commercially on the town. And, um, you know, the minister, I suppose, is scrambling for beds. And as you saw, it was, you know, um, mothers and children were going in there last night on a very bitter cold day um, into in sheltered accommodation. And, you know, the minister has a job to do. He's finding it very difficult to source accommodation for this seekers that are coming in but you know most definitely I think you know analysis of you know the town and the impact it is going to have on any town and as I said you know and this has been said over the last number of days Gray has a large number mm-hmm. of asylum seekers and, and Ukrainians already in the town but you know the minister he has a job to do we don't want anyone sleeping in tents on these cold nights those women and children you know deserve a warm room last night And that's what the minister is trying to do. And he fully took on board today our concerns about the town of Osprey. And hopefully, you know, the resource that will come will help to alleviate some of the commercial concerns that people have for their town.
0: All right. Well, listen, uh, Jackie, we appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. Jackie Call is a Fianna Fáil uh, TD. If there is any update um, or any feedback uh, that Jackie gets uh, from the minister or his department, uh, we will bring it to you here on the show before seven o'clock. Uh, Michael Kilcoin is with me now. Michael is an independent councillor in Mayo, where today the councillors, he and his colleagues, have passed unanimously uh, a motion uh, calling on the council to cease cooperation with the Department of Integration over the housing of asylum seekers and refugees in the county. Uh, Michael, why did you and your colleagues make this decision?
2: Well, the meeting took place yesterday and the, there are 30 members on the, on the council and they unanimously uh, adopted um, the motion. And the reason for it is we're asking that cooperation ceases immediately between Mayo County Council and the department until such time as an agreed strategy is put in place to properly coordinate the provision of additional services for the communities that are hosting refugees and for the Uh, international protection applicants, the people that are hosting Mm. them as well. And the services that we're talking about include medical, policing, accommodation, housing, education, transport, training, and so on. And we want a date for the delivery of these services and when they will be rolled out. But we're also saying that the strategy should also reflect equality in numbers across all national constituencies. We are the third... Highest county uh, percentage-wise uh, in the country for having accepted mm. um, both um, refugees from from Ukraine um, and the international refugees, and and we are uh, we have raised this matter on many occasions, uh, and we are left now in a situation where, um, for example, um, at our hospital last week um, there was forty-one people. On trolleys, yeah, because they couldn't accommodate them. You, you see, people who come in as 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 uh, refugees, they get sick the same as the people yeah. that were born in Mayo.
0: And and, 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 and there was uh, sorry,
2: there... and secondly, just on that point, I want to tell you that there was also eight ambulances in the driveway mm. into the hospital some of which had to wait seven hours to uh, offload their patients into A&E. And, what, and some of these people were were non-nationals. They were not born yeah. in Mayo what, and they su- should not be subject to that kind of treatment.
0: What were the trolley numbers in the hospital before the outbreak of the war in Ukraine and the upward pressure um, and migration? The, the,
2: the, the, normally, the most it would have been would be 18 or 20. What I'm saying to you is nobody, whether they're from Ukraine or whether they're from the other side mm. of the world, should have to put up with that. And we need these services put in place. That's just how, how many of the, the people in,
0: working in the hospital, Michael, are non-nationals?
2: Uh, there would be a number. There would be a number. A lot, i Remember, yeah. we, we have had people here from national, non-national country, countries other than Ireland. We've had them from Poland, Lithuania, um, all of these countries, Georgia, for the last 20 years. And these people um, who are members of our community speak the same language as us. Can get accommodation? Cannot They're on the housing list. Mm. There are in Mayo between between people on the housing list and people depending on Hap and Ross. There are over 3,000 people. And mm. we have... Now, Michael, sorry just to cut across
0: of, to you, but just uh, to be abundantly clear, um, y- Ukrainians and... and international protection applicants are not getting social houses ahead of Irish people?
2: Well, I, maybe you should answer me this question. In Termarus, for example, they built uh, 25 modular homes and not one single person other than Ukrainian people got a house there. And we have people from uh, Poland, uh, Lithuania, all of these countries who are on the housing list, who weren't even looked in. And worse, worse than that, There was no, there was no planning permission applied for uh, by the government uh, for for these houses. But these are temporary. These
0: are just temporary shelters. These are not homes. These are not long term homes. These are temporary shelters.
2: There are three thousand people on the housing list in Mayo that would be very happy to take one of these. I'm telling you, without a doubt, we have 167 people in Mayo. I just want to be clear because it's
0: it's just this is one of the features of this is kind of misinformation. But it just the idea that. Ukrainians and international protection applicants are skipping the housing list, queue.
2: No, I I haven't said they're skipping the housing list. What I'm saying to you is uh, that these people uh, need to be respected. These people and our Irish people and our people who have came from other countries within the Mm. EU and outside the EU who are here, some of them for the last 20 years, can't even get a house because of the government policy of just keep shoving in these people and no place for them to stay. But sorry, uh, the, mean, these people, uh, as you call you, them, I are, are predominantly, like
0: Michael, being put into hotels or derelict houses
2: or, or, no, no, or kind no, of uh, no, no, no. old institutions. They are, they are, uh, some, some of them uh, have been put into hotels. That's why the number of visitors to the west of Ireland last year dropped by 31%.
0: Which is a legitimate uh, complaint. But when you, talk, when, you, when you come on national radio and talk about these people being shoved into houses ahead of Irish people...
2: Well, well, I'm, my, I'm asking what you... What are you for, basing uh, that on? I'm saying to you, in, in relation to Claremont... But what are you basing uh, that on? I'm basing on... That's what happened. There are people um, from... Other countries, as well as Irish people, who were on the housing list, who were on the housing list, some of them for ten years, and they didn't, they weren't even considered for these houses that were built, and they would have been really happy to take them because we have 167 people who are homeless in Mayo. Some of them sleep on the street, some of them are in accommodation where there isn't even a kettle to make a cup of tea, and we're saying that's not good enough. These services, we have welcomed people down the years long before many other counties took them. But the services that we need to support these people have not been supplied by the government. Take, for example, children that have been approved for transport to to their, their local national school or local secondary school, and there is no transport to take them. Their parents have to take them, even though they're entitled to, to school transport. Yeah. All of these things... And Michael, there are, are you suggesting
0: that's a problem caused by immigrants? Because we, we, I have been, I have been talking well, about there's that there's on there's radio there's for years and I've been listening to it for a lot longer than that on radio. W- that is a wait, perennial we, problem.
2: We, uh, I, every I'm year when the bus tickets... In...
0: But Michael, every year when the bus tickets are issued, there are people who lose out and wrongly lose out. You're quite right to represent the interests of your constituents in that regard. There are people who are driving kids to school who should be on a bus. Absolutely. But what you're doing there is were, you're suggesting I, that this is caused by no, immigrants. No, no, no,
2: no. I, I, think you have a problem understanding what I'm I, saying. I absolutely numbers, don't. I think you're trying numbers, to backtrack furiously. The, n- the numbers have increased substantially. There are we, we didn't have a problem uh, actually in relation to school transport until the department decided to give out the free tickets. That's where it started. But we have children in Mayo. But here the ticketing issue
0: are, had nothing to do with migration.
2: Well why are the buses so not able to carry the school children when they are filled uh, with people who have been put in accommodation where there is no transport whatsoever Sorry, to take them Michael, in the Michael the buses.
0: ticketing system was introduced well before COVID like it's that long sure. ago are you suggesting that they introduced it because they knew that we were going to be under severe pressure with migration in a few years time and they wanted I'm to free up bus you, spaces uh, for migrants
2: I'm saying to you that these services have to be dealt with. And they are part of the problem. Uh, the same as there are some schools um, where they are short of teachers and male. We, we welcome, and we have always welcomed immigrants, but we want them not just shoved into hotels maybe 10 miles from anywhere where they can't even get a liter of milk. That's the tr- truth about it.
0: Okay. So, so okay, anyway. So they are, they're being shoved into hotels. There's not houses ahead of Irish people anymore.
2: I told you about. I give you the example of the one scheme uh, in Saint Mars and I didn't say that they were going in ahead of Irish people. They are going in ahead of people who have been in this country for twenty years who were on the housing list, and because the department has failed to build social housing for all of the people. And and yeah, which is a genuine complaint, in, in, Michael. Sorry.
0: See, this is this is this gets to the very kernel of the problem. You're half of the things you say are genuine complaints and then you lump on top of it complete misinformation. There's not room on buses because of migrants. The ticketing system for no, school I, buses is as, as a result of migrants. I, I, I people, say, Migrants are getting shoved into... The, these people, as you describe them, are getting shoved into accommodation ahead of people on the social housing list.
2: They are... No. I gave you the example of Tremaris.
0: and Tem- I mean, Temporary modular units being put into the grounds of an old estate... To house Ukrainians fleeing war so, temporarily, yeah, so, those are so, not so, that. That is not a housing estate being built. Sorry, those are just prefabs so being put up.
2: Why can't we do the same thing for the hundred people want, that are because we want because we want
0: because we want the people who are homeless and are on housing lists to live in permanent accommodation, not temporary structures that are thrown up to shelter people from war.
2: Well, I'd invite you to visit the ones in St Morris, and I'd also say to you that my constituents have said to me we would be very happy if we could get a house, something similar to that.
1: Michael
0: bear in mind, yeah.
2: these people are homeless. That's why they have to be looked after. All people have to be looked after.
0: Michael Gilcoyne, Independent Councillor in Mayo. Michael, thanks a million for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coddighy. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on news talk.